Truth Espresso, episode 143. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Well, hey there, this is Daniel Minnick, your host for Truth Espresso, and this is another episode of Truth Espresso Express to help you end your work week strong, or whatever this week is, if you're on vacation, or if you're retired, or whatever, there's always a good reason to listen to Truth Espresso to spice up your morning, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this time-shifted, potentially, episode here. And this episode is brought to you by <laughs> our fearless leader, President Joe Biden. Well, not exactly, you know, but yeah, um... So, this is Thursday morning as I'm driving in. This episode is geared to be uh, released Friday. And so, if you're listening to this Friday morning, happy Friday. And last night, Wednesday night, I was reading through some news articles and I came across... Um, something covering President Joe Biden's infrastructure bill, his, what he, the, the, what they call the Build Back Better uh, bill that he is slated to sign pretty soon. And this article was from PBS, and it it covers the president's uh, plan to address the concerns of inflation. So we're going to get into that a little bit um, as I'm commuting to work here to <laughs> discuss some of the irony here. And so, you know, I, I wanted to title this episode something along the lines of more is less, more or less, <laughs> um, you know, Biden's plan to fight inflation with more inflation. So, you know, you hear the cliche less is more and a lot of times it's true like you sometimes you can accomplish more or make a greater impact with something that's less for instance if you eliminate word fluff um, in your writing you could actually communicate more because people could understand it more when it's less wordy less jargony so yeah there are many cases where less is more, but in the case of the government, that is very often not the case. They think that you have to keep on getting more in as the solution to everything. And in this case, uh, the president expressed his concerns about the inflation that we're experiencing now, and he is optimistic that his infrastructure bill is going to solve that. So, in other words, this $1.2 trillion bill is going to help us fight inflation. I, I want to let that sink in for a bit as you consider how ironic that is, but I want to talk about the rationale that our fearless 
<laughs> um, leader proposes, according to the PBS article. Now, the article also mentions that um, inflation, as it's measured today, inflation figures have hit a 30-year high. You know, um, we haven't experienced this level of inflation for three decades, for 30 years, since the 1990s, you know, when you had the um, tech bubble, you had all this... Uh, inflation from the Fed booming this demand to invest in dot bomb stocks <laughs> um, and then that um, crashed but we weren't allowed to really <clears throat> go through a recession uh, to correct the problems caused by a Fed induced boom there and malinvestments in things like worthless uh, stocks that were blown up for speculation and stuff and oh yeah that sounds a little bit like what's going on today if you think about it but <laughs> yeah and so the the recession that never really was because you know 9-11 happened and then uh, we had to slash interest rates down to one percent and do our patriotic duty and and spend 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 and you know an economy that was already stretched from too much malinvestment um, and people going into debt, well, now you got to spend, spend, spend to do your patriotic duty and not let the terrorists win by going to the mall. And yeah, and then you ended up with uh, spurring housing, and then that crashed in 2007. And then, you know, you had what was claimed to be an economic boom, a recovery, but of course, I saw that it was, um, you know, a bubble waiting to burst. And then COVID happened, which seemed to burst it much faster than I originally expected. And, and yeah, then we had a lot less work going on and a lot more government spending um, with the idea that, oh, no, um, recessionary spiral and, you know, we've got to somehow spend to keep... <laughs> to keep things going even though things were not going and so all you're doing is introducing yet more money to chase fewer goods and services so yeah we wonder why we're seeing increased prices today because there's still a lot of unemployment and there's still a lot more unprecedented government spending so what do you expect and yeah um, <laughs> the Fed Remember about a year ago, the Fed said that they wanted to target an average uh, 2% inflation a year. And of course, what they mean by inflation is not what I mean and what it the word used to mean, as I explained in an episode about inflation last year. But yeah, let's go with their definition of inflation, that it's a rise in the cost of prices, or at least some so-called general price level, measured in a bunch of, uh, a basket of various goods and services that's called the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, that's subject to change, um, you know, like replace this good with that good that is proposed to represent a more common good but really is every time things are changed there it's usually to try to hide the inflation by pick by removing something 
that, whose price is going up and replace it with something else that its price isn't going up as fast. So you could say the economy's better than we think, and better than you think, and so on and so forth. But yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. So you remember the Fed said that they wanted to target a two percent average inflation rate, and yeah, what have we been seeing now this year alone? Something much higher than two percent, and yet the Fed isn't really pulling their hair out. They they want they act dovish as they call it, and and just not really worried. They keep reflecting that they're not worried. They keep saying they're going to do a so-called taper, which isn't really uh, cutting inflation. It's just the reducing the rate with which they're uh, purchasing uh, financial assets and so on from the market and so on and so forth. So just slowing the rate of inflation in certain respects and there's and they're not really going to do it until well into next year and you know they're really hoping that speculation drives down prices rather than the actual means of it by cutting spending and you know downsizing government and stopping the printing presses stopping printing presses go burr but you know no one wants to talk about that they because the politicians want to say that the economy is strong but they also want to treat it like it's some fragile piece of glass that they have to be so incredibly careful about you know raising interest rates or even at the very least just slowing the already gargantuan level of spending thinking that's somehow necessary to keep things going so on one side of their mouth everything is really strong but on the other side everything is so fragile that we can't get back to anything realistic on the level of interest rates and spending and blah 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 so, back to President Joe Biden in this PBS article. As I recall, you know, he did express that prices are too high. Well, thank you for recognizing that, Mr. President. Thank you for that um, incredible truth bomb that you laid there. And, yeah, so, you know, you're well behind the curve in that as... Um, conservative and libertarian economists have been saying that inflation has been happening longer and the rate of inflation we're going to expect was a lot higher than what the you know <laughs> what those supposedly in the know are supposed to be like the federal reserve and yet you know they've been wrong all this time and yet we're supposed to trust them that they're really going to combat inflation and yeah so those the so-called experts are wrong every time but how dare we question them you know how the song and dance goes and so how does the president propose that more spending is going to fight the effects of too much spending and not enough production well because it's an infrastructure bill. It's a big win for the president because he's finally going to get to do what he's been wanting to do. You know how with President Obama, his promise to the American people was a 
hostile takeover of healthcare. I mean, uh, making healthcare more affordable via the Affordable Care Act. And he was going to see through it, and he delivered on his gift to the American people. Uh, and yeah, we've seen <laughs> the cost of health insurance go up in spades because of that. And the suppliers of health insurance go down over that. And yeah, I, at some point, I really want to do an episode on on that boondoggle, <laughs> uh, maybe eventually, but um, yeah, the cost of health insurance has skyrocketed. The deductibles that you're able to get, you know, the cost of that has skyrocketed. So not only is the monthly rate that you pay for health care gone up in spades, but the amount of health care that you have to pay for has gone up tremendously before the insurance even kicks in so yeah welcome to affordable health care my friends and yeah president biden you know who was the vice president of obama he doesn't see things differently and so the infrastructure bill is his promise to bless us peasants with something that we really need to happen we really need to have happen and really we had to wait with bated breath to get him to pass it and um, and fight all the opposition and finally this bipartisan bill that's only 1.2 trillion dollars but thankfully was slashed down from its 3.5 trillion dollar original proposal and now it's trimmed down all the pork has been trimmed down to a bare minimum 1.2 trillion dollar uh thing inflation fighting <laughs> spending bill on infrastructure yeah and i'm sure it's you know absolutely penny pinching in how they're going to be incredibly efficient with uh building bridges and you know amtrak or you know um fuel efficient cars and green technology and you know it's kind of like a partial implementation of some of the things that the green new deal has <laughs> proposals have failed to pass but yeah infrastructure and that's going to fight inflation and so how is that going to fight inflation well because the ports have been clogged with uh, all this you know all these ships with goods are clogged around ports and they haven't been able to get um, stuff that uh, are being delivered to stores and such because um, yeah I don't know why but the increased um, demand is somehow clogged ports and so the president has explained that as demonstrating just how booming the economy is because the ports are overwhelmed with all the demand for stuff and you know demand for stuff indicates just how much um, the economy's rebounding right well yeah um, demand itself <laughs> is something that everyone has an infinite supply of yes I know the 
the fearless economists of our day will explain that there's such a thing as economic demand versus, you know, demand from human nature that corresponds with how much money people actually have to spend and stuff. But, yeah, when there's fewer people working jobs you have all these jobs now offering $15 an hour even $20 an hour signs all over the place and no one's picking them up because they're happy to claim fears of COVID and continue to get excuses for more government cheese and you know and prices are going up and all that stuff and yet yo the economy's doing better right so What's causing the <laughs> ports to be overwhelmed here? Well, you know, it's all this, <clears throat> all these imports of stuff. You know, you have the holiday season, you have stuff being imported as a result of government spending, too, to spur <laughs> um, demand, but you have less work and you have rising prices, so yeah. Uh, more demand and more imports doesn't um, a growing economy make. It just means that we're borrowing more and spending more and not producing more. You know, because just think about it. Like, why would infrastructure all of a sudden now be a serious problem and not be a problem before? You know, it's the, it's the same infrastructure. It's not as if the bridges that we had that are, all, you know, already struggling just all collapsed in an instant, you know, recently. Or, you know, maybe the bridges and roads got... Uh, sick of COVID and died and collapsed because of um, catching COVID. <laughs> you know? And then now we need to rebuild ships that are immune to COVID, you know, just trying to figure out why the infrastructure is struggling so much now, whereas it didn't in 2019, you know, if you understand the dynamics here. But you know, why do we need a trillion dollars in so-called infrastructure spending to deal with inflation? And President Joe Biden says in his uh, one of his promises in this bill is that we'll add union jobs. <laughs> well, union jobs are, think about it, union jobs are those that are protected from market forces. <laughs> and they're they usually pay more they're protected from competition so union jobs are a lot like inflation okay you know propping up prices preventing the market from working by securing jobs for people uh, to get paid artificially high whereas these jobs would otherwise go to things that actually uh, produce things in a free market so yeah um, the best way to combat higher prices is to suck up available labor and use it to introduce yet more higher prices in the form of artificially propped up labor costs so thank you President Biden for your um, efforts to fight inflation <laughs> And really, why do we think that lockdowns and reduced economic activity coupled with increasing the national debt by about one-third, you know, the supply of money that we have now increased by about one-third of what it is. The total has increased by about one-third 
of what it was before in the history of the country in just over a year. Because of the COVID stuff, we increased the money supply by almost one-third. And we wonder why prices are going up. (laughs) So the president, the economists, don't really understand... (laughs) the cause of rising prices. They think that there's always an emergency that requires them to spend money and that somehow spending money alleviates problems. But what do the Fed and the so-called economists think happens to all that new money? You know, do people just eat it? (laughs) You know, ooh, yummy money. Or is there some economic black hole that just sucks dollars into it after they're printed and spent? You know, so you print and spend money into the economy. It's not like once money changes hands, it just disappears. Um, It's still there being trading hands and being spent. And so you have more money in the economy uh, chasing Good, the existing supply of goods and services, or in the case of COVID, you had a reduction in the production of supply of goods and services. So that's that also contributes to why we have rising prices. And so what about those ports? Uh, why is there so much imports if we're producing less here? You know, all this stuff being produced by China and uh, the trade deficit there. So we're importing yet more stuff and producing less stuff. And that's another explanation for the ports being clogged. That doesn't show that our economy's rebounding. It shows that we're printing money and spending more money and producing less. <laughs> How does people more borrowing and spending more money to buy more foreign stuff reflect a growing economy? It just means we're living on more stuff than we're able to afford ultimately, and so prices are going to rise. And this trade deficit is going to demonstrate that, you know, in the future, we're going to see even more effects from that. But yeah, spend money on infrastructure. And according to the president, we got to wait it out because you just got to wait till all this infrastructure goes into effect and we rebuild bridges and that's going to help um, commerce and and, you know, and so then the increased commerce is going to lower prices. (laughs) Well, yeah, so just hang in there. All this increase in prices is because we're not doing enough and we're not spending enough, but we're going to put this spending in the right place because, you know, we really needed to spend it on infrastructure and there's no pork in here. There's no, there's nothing inefficient here, I promise. (laughs) But what is all this? What is all these create this promise of creating more jobs as if, you know, as if we don't have jobs available (laughs) you know it's creating jobs by monopoly force and setting their wages by monopoly force and that doesn't help the economy that hurts the economy and you know biden and his ilk think they can create something ex nihilo so yeah just think about all this spending all this lack of economic activity that's think about it. it for a biblical illustration 
more government control of commerce, more government spending means less purchasing power that you have. And that reminds me of the famine that happened in the land of Egypt when the Israelites went into Egypt. God blessed there through Joseph with the uh, saving for the seven years of famine. But yeah, Egypt, the Pharaoh, then owned more of stuff, more of the goods and services, and then the people complained to Pharaoh, eventually saying that the money failed because they had silver, they had money, but there wasn't enough goods and services within the sphere of purchasing that they could get because, you know, the Pharaoh was controlling it more, the Pharaoh owned more of it. And so, they had some cattle, and the pharaoh made a deal that said, uh, "Sell me your cattle, and I'll give you food." So, some they had to give up their cattle to get food, and then the uh, the people said that this is not enough. The next year, we we still need food. So, here here's your land. Here's our land that we have. It's not doing us any good, um, and our own bodies will will you know, we'll work for you if you give us food. And so the Pharaoh made that deal and that ultimately led to the slavery of the people in Israel. And so <laughs> on that happy note, just, I just <laughs> want people to understand a little bit why the economic proposals of politicians and the Fed and, you know, the Economists like Paul Krugman don't make any sense, but we're bamboozled to believe that up is down, left is right, spending, you know, more is less, but the Bible says otherwise. <laughs> and so stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso and Truth Espresso Express. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 